Hello and welcome to another episode of Grange TV. We have with us uh, Mr. David Roberts, TAFE extraordinaire and all-round good fellow. Mr. Robert Whitaker, solid guy, avid gardener, brilliant smile, the biracial <laughs> angel, Australian New Zealand's own, but always from South Auckland, Mr. Robert Whitaker. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in at an awkward time. Not awkward, just a different time. It's so a different time. I want a big props to David, who was working probably two hours away and made the drive down to do it at 7.30 p.m. in Australia, mm -hmm. and he battled Sydney traffic to get here. Sydney traffic Hasn't eaten anything, shit. hasn't done anything. Just Mate. straight here, straight on the grind. For you guys, he's really for the fans. Special. For the fans, for the hundreds of thousands <laughs> of viewers out there, people that are stuck to their TV screen waiting, David made it happen. You know, literally millions of people are all around the world. Good on you, Dave. No, thank you. <laughs> What's been happening, Rob? Uh, not much. Just camp as usual. A little bit of media now and then. It's just wrapping things up, really, with the camp. Just little technical aspects. Uh, keeping the fitness up. Not going to gain anything. Not going to get stronger. Not going to get fitter. Not going to get uh, more technical at this point. You know, just... So practice. what are you doing? What are you focusing on right now? Um, focusing right now is just uh, on, on a lot of the, the small technical aspects of the fight. So you're trying to choreograph the fight. Um using what, trying to, trying to visualise how the fight will go down. Me and you do a lot of partner work um, with, uh, uh, you try to simulate Adesanya as best as you can. Please, I know. <laughs> like fucking, it's like, honestly, that's like getting a fucking brick to simulate a fish. <laughs> you know, as best as you can. No, it, it's surprising it, how, how, how similar you can, you can really turn on. David. Quite the actor. He gets, Rob gets a brick and fucking tries to release it back into the wild, <laughs> into the ocean. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we just, we just move around, we, we choreograph it, we just run through things, we keep, we're keeping the fitness up, keeping the strength up, making sure, like a lot of it is just management at this point. It's just body management, making sure I'm healthy, I'm strong, everything's good, no injuries. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm roaring for October. Can't wait. How do you, how do you think this, uh, this last bit of the camp is going from a, from a coaching perspective? I'm good. I'm just working on my product placement, drinking from my Kaplan <laughs> cup, drinking water from my Kaplan cup. Um, <laughs> just real smooth, like. Yeah, clean. Very, very smooth, like. Uh, now, I think it's going really good, man. I think, um, I think the fight's going to be crazy. I think. Uh, like whoever whoever wins wins, but I think you're in the most the best prep I've seen you. You know, looking very good, um, and yeah, you're pre as prepared as you can be. You mm -hmm. know, giving Israel his due. He's very very tricky customer. Um, obviously, very hard to find someone to to simulate him realistically. Mm. Um, but you know, we're working on a lot of a lot of um, tendencies that he has that we can try and exploit and trying as best as we can to cover the tendencies that you have to, you know, hopefully 100%. stop that. And whoever is going to go out there and, and exploit their game, their game plan to the best yeah. of their ability is going to win. hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, and I'm sure he's doing the exact same thing. <laughs> how do you do, how do you deal with the pressure at this stage? Is the pressure there at this stage? Um, it is, it's it's creeping up on me like it, it's it's no no different than anything else or any other time it's just what what starts to to make it more apparent is that like we're in the last month stage now so like we're inside that month um and and all the little things that come with yeah, being this, month. this yeah. close to being this close to the fight start to appear such as you're starting to bring the food back you start you have to do plan when you want to start water loading you have to start monitoring your weight uh, more rigorously you know how much pressure do you feel at this stage 
knowing the last the events of the last two fights here in Australia? Uh, no more than usual. No more than usual. Uh, yeah, it's honestly I have no hang-ups with 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 how with with what's happened with um, the previous fights I've been lined up in Australia. I have no hang-ups on that. I, have, I I don't believe in superstition. I don't. Yeah, I don't believe in, in, in any of that stuff. It is what it is. I'm going to go in there. I've done everything in my ability to to bring the strongest, healthiest, fastest, fittest me to the to the octagon, to the event. And yeah, I, I, I can sleep well knowing I've done everything I can. Yeah. And it wasn't like you pulled out from injury either time. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was, it's not like, like I had a broken hand or a sore ligament or a sore knee because I've, I've fought plenty of times with broken hands. I've gone into fights with, with uh, tears in my ligaments um, and multiple times, like throughout my whole career. Like, uh, it, it wasn't something that I could control like that because... Realistically speaking, I'd probably go into a fight with injured. I, I just, yeah, I, yeah, I think I've many, many would. times going into fights. And I've done injured. that a hundred times. Uh, but the illness that, that, that suffered me the last couple of times was just. You, anybody that says they would have fought through it, like you fight, fight through getting surgery, like I'll pay you my fight pay if I can fight you after getting open bowel surgery. Or fight you with chicken pox. Yeah, but I get to keep the money if you die. <laughs> that's that's only fair, but yeah. Or fighting with chicken pox, like anybody who's gone chicken pox as a kid. Uh, I mean, as an adult, no, nah, it's horrible. Like I cannot express to you how bad it was. Like, I have a vague memory of having chicken pox. I would have been five. Yeah, you see, but it, it it doesn't do it justice because the difference from getting chicken pox as a kid to an adult are ridiculous. Like you, as a, as an adult, they be, they become like scabs, like welts, and they they open up. And they scab up and they're itchy and they're sore. And you get them literally from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. And I remember, I remember standing in the shower. Because the shower, the pressure of the shower was, well, was comforting. Just for hours, just sitting there. Callum Lime Lotion doesn't do anything for chickenpox. And, the, you know, on top of that, you're also sick. Like, you got fevers. And you're run down. Like, you're sick. And uh, it, was, it was terrible. And I remember when I got it... Because, you know, you're not supposed to scratch because you can permanently scar yourself doing that. So my face, I didn't touch I, to the best of my ability. I didn't touch my face. But to the places that would be covered with by a shirt, I'd go rigorously scratching. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, oh, well, I'll take the scar. But there's no scars. You didn't yeah, scar. I'm lucky. Lucky me. Do you find that you don't scar that that much? Yeah. You know, I, I'd have to say, you know, touch wood. I'm, I'm blessed in that aspect that I, I don't scar a lot. I don't. Like I'm quite resilient to damage in, in a sense. Like I swell up and bruise like everybody else, but but in terms of like permanent cuts and injuries and things like that, my body's quite resilient. You know, there was a bit of a scare, which I think we can speak about a little bit. That you got a little bit of an infection, but it just went away. But it was on your <coughs> nipple. Yeah. Oh well, just below it. And um, yeah, I got a little just bit now, of, like la yeah. last couple of weeks. But it just went. It was there for three days. It was just like a little bit of a yeah. Last couple of weeks, we. We, I got like a cyst sort of thing in, in my chest and um, saying chest sounds better than just below the nipple. No, it was a nipple. <laughs> no, it was just I went, below the I nipple. Went to, it was one more time, Dave. I went to a doctor with him. Yeah, yeah. And again, I don't know that these creepy yeah. things are going to fucking happen. You come to watch every time. <laughs> and uh, I'm sitting there and again, before you know it, it happens so quick. You know, at first we're there like going, okay, so, you know, just like he was still training. Everything yeah. was good. But he just noticed that on his on his nipple, so a little bit below my nipple, <laughs> right on his nipple, you know. And it was, <laughs> let's just make sure everything's all right. You know what I mean? You don't want something bad to happen. And when we got there, the doctor's like, 
all right, before I got a chance to do anything, before I got a chance to excuse myself, because I just go in there and make sure, you know, that I, I to watch. Get, <laughs> to watch. Yeah, to watch. <laughs> to watch. And um, fucking the doctor just, boom, shirt off, and he's like, literally, both hands, like, both, like this on Crossing his Crossing his breast. <laughs> yeah. And I was sitting there fucking awkward again, just <laughs> looking at the ground, and the guy's going, so, you see, Fab, and blah, 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 and he's telling me about it. And I, I didn't, I didn't want to make eye contact with anyone in the room. I was like uncomfortable, awkward, looking at the carpet, looking up at the sky, and um, nothing. No, everything was okay. Yeah. To your defence, though, you took me to lunch afterwards. So we went to lunch afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least you could do. Yeah, l- yeah. The least. no eye contact, but for a long time. <laughs> but yeah, no. So I, I got like a, this cyst lump thing in my in my chest, and it was a bit of an infection. Like it hurt. That's what, how I, I knew it was an infection. And, uh, you know, it was a bit of a scare. We, we thought it could have been a staff or something like that. But, you know, three days and it was, it was gone and I was all good again. So didn't even have to stop training because I wasn't feeling sick or anything like that. It was just... Uh, and it, had, it, wasn't, it wasn't like a pimple. Like no, it wasn't a like pimple. It was just like, and it could have been just like a little bit of fatty tissue, the, the, the doctor said, and these things happen, I guess. But, yeah. Did left. that scare you? Um, no, it's... it's, it's, it's it's something nobody wants, like especially this close to a fight. You know, it, especially when, when we got it, it was, it was a couple of weeks ago now. Um, that, that's like the the pinnacle of the like the, the training. Like that's kind of the hardest bit because at this point now we got a few couple more weeks of hardish yeah. training, but it's more tapering off, making sure I'm healthy. Whereas a couple of weeks ago, which was like the five six week mark, that's when you should be hitting it. And so I I was more worried that it would interrupt my training. You know, it set me back a little bit, but you know, it didn't. You know, God bless. Touch wood, and yeah. All right. Uh, what do you think of the fights on the weekend, Khabib yeah. and Dustin, <clears throat> mate? Uh, what are we going to start with? Let's start with the main event. We'll main out. event, Khabib versus Dustin. Uh, mate, we, I said it. I said it before. I I can't see Khabib losing anytime soon. I just can't. He he put he put work on Dustin. Dustin is a great fighter. And, I'm, and, and, and you know every opponent that goes in there to fight Khabib knows what Khabib's going to do. They know. They know. So I'm sure Dustin has worked wrestling defense rigorously like the entire camp. Like bringing in guys probably, doing extra wrestling, just working that, 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 that uh, section. That I, I, think, I thought Dustin did all he could do. 100%. Like props to Dustin for, for, for doing that much. Because... I can't... Khabib is something else. Khabib is something else. His, his cardio, his subtle techniques, his, his, his uh, arm endurance, his stamina, and, you know, which, uh, which blew me out of the water as well, his chin. He, he copped, like, one of Dustin's, like, textbook left hands on the button of the chin as... And as, he hit him both, <laughs> right hands and left. As, he was, as, uh, as Khabib was going out, as he was going out, chin up, he, he landed it flush. Right on the chin. Khabib just took it. He <laughs> just took it. But he was a little bit... Yeah, but he, he, he took it. Like, he took it, he backed up, and then he walked forward again. Like, he, he, he took it. Yeah, yeah, he's not impervious to damage. No, but I, I was very impressed with the two. I was impressed. Two things, like, I was impressed when he got hit, and he was, he was able to regather, because Dustin came at him like... He was throwing leather at him after that. Yeah, especially when he the, saw him hurt. the second round. So, yeah, you know, and it's funny that because Dustin did throw a lot of leather once uh, when he saw that he landed that sh- those shot. It was like it was like a left and then a right and then a little flurry and then yeah. another one, and um, and yeah, he he started going into him, 
and you see Dustin fall off a cliff in that second round where his arms because he threw him hard. Yeah, when his arms just blow out, and then Khabib just gets the takedown. And mate, how, how are you with your background as a striker? How do you how do you when you hit someone? Because I think similar thing happened with Brunson and you. Brunson threw everything he could, didn't didn't get the finish, and then he fell off a cliff. Mm. How do you avoid that? It's, that, that that's a tricky question. Um, and it's a hard answer because I think a lot of it is experience, but there's no doubt, there's no doubt in my mind that Dustin has the experience to, to, to make a judgment call on that in the, in the fight. I think, I think it was the right judgment call to make. I think he, he had to go in and he had to try and finish it there when he had him hurt because I, the fight wasn't going to get better for him, to be honest. I think I think that was the right judgment call, and uh, that's just I think that's just something that comes with the experience. You need to you need to just build that experience to know when you've got your opponents hurt and when you can go in. Like the the time I fought Jacare, I went in there and I had him hurt. I actually dropped him, but I didn't rush in and go absolutely bonkers. Like I went in, I threw a couple punches. Like I even entered his guard and I threw a couple punches. Then I realized, now nah, this guy's not getting in. This guy's still in there. And I don't want to be here when he wakes up. Yeah. So, so I got back out, and then he stood up, and then we decided again. You know, that was a judgment call. How? How? I think quick, the right one. How will? How? Um, how hard is it for you to determine that? It's 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 not something you can you can in your head work out percentages. It's just no. There's a visceral play, yeah, but, but what is it that you see? It's just something in, in the way my opponent moves, the, his facial expressions, the, the way he moves. Like I said, um, yeah, there's just, there's just a look about him. Like I knew when I, had, when I, when I got Jacare down that second time, I knew I could, I could do him there. Like I knew I could, I could finish his fight here because, because obviously I had confidence in that fact because I, ju I jumped into his guard. Something, again, you don't want to do with that guy. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's it's just it's just something you need to. It's just experience and and experience and, and just seeing it. It's How quickly can you blow your arms out? Like you know, what, what, yeah. Any anybody anybody that thinks that uh that that wonders why they gas so quickly when they blow them out. Like you go for a hundred meter sprint and then try hitting a bag. Like that's and that's not even that's still not close to how you are in a fight. Like when you because in a fight you're. The, the, with the adrenaline and everything, you're going much harder than you normally could. You know, so so yeah. Go and for a, system overload. Yeah. That's basically what it is. Go 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 for a hundred meter sprint, your absolute hardest, and then try hitting a bag, or or better yet, let your mate try and bash you. Yeah, I was going to say it'd be better if someone tries to hit you. Yeah, yeah try to keep your hands up when you've just gone for a hundred meter sprint because that's exactly it. And uh, yeah, it is hard. It is hard because because you know it's funny. Like a lot of the fans. They, they see guys, oh, he's just gassed. Why can't he keep his hands up? Like, why is he getting hit so much? Why doesn't he just move out? And I, th I think, like, I'm sure this guy doesn't want to get hit, <laughs> you know? It's not, like, it's not like his coaches and him never prepared, and they're like, fuck, if only I'd read Sherdog more. You know what I mean? If only, if only I read, I don't know, yeah, little, like, little angels fucking things. You know what I mean? Like, mate, there's a point sometimes you reach in a fight or you reach sometimes when you're, when you're so gassed that you can't defend yourself. You can't put your hands up. You can't walk away. <laughs> the only option is to get punched in the face or to lay down and quit. You know, it's... Uh, yeah, it's it's funny. Speak about Khabib's arm endurance that you mentioned. Yeah, I, I uh, you know what I would love. I would love to, and 
we're going to work on this. I want to get someone who's 40 in and I want to speak to him and be like, what's it like feeling him pressure you up against the fence? Because I am sure it's got to feel otherworldly. Because he, when he gets you, he sticks to you like glue. Like glue. He doesn't move. His, his, granted, his positions are 90% always perfect. And he, he's doing the right things. And he's laying the right pressures. And, and he's getting the right. to the next position yeah. before you are. And he's ahead of you. And he's also hitting you at the same time, making you like taking your attention away from the defense so that he can transition into the next stage of it flawlessly. Uh, so, but, but he sticks. He sticks. He doesn't leave. Like a, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff I saw him do, I've tried doing it in the on the mats with the boys, with the guys, and it is so hard. It is so hard, and uh, like and the way Khabib was just getting to his back repeatedly, getting under his arms repeatedly, over and over and over, getting that body lock. It's just, it was just, yeah, it, it, it's just textbook. He's, he must have him like unlimited arm endurance. <laughs> Like he, he and then might. he gets up from that and punches. And punches. Kick, keep his hands up and punch and kick. And then how much easier is it though if you're the one holding the person down versus holding the versus getting held down? Yeah. Now this is another funny one because initially you're full of funny ones today. Yeah. The, the, the tricky questions. So for the for the casual viewer out there, <laughs> the getting the takedown is hard. Like trying like the initial phase of the takedown. So attempting the takedown. If I try to take you down and you stuff it, it's harder for me. But if I get you down, solidify position, then it's harder for you. So phase one is, is hard for me. Phase two is harder for you. And I think the way it balances up is that like, you try to have more of a phase two than a phase one. But a Khabib who gets his takedowns grinds you up against the fence. If, if Khabib gets you in phase two, you, you're not going anywhere. You're there for the whole round. And then if you work your way up, you just... He's yeah. still on you. He can do it again. He that, can do it again. And that's a big problem is that that transition occurs. He gets it up and he takes you back down. Well, you, and you know what's crazy about, about Khabib and the way he does it is like, let's say you do get up. You, like Dustin got up. He, by all, against all odds, against all odds, he got up and he did get up. Khabib got out. Dustin was tired. Khabib threw one, two and just reshot. Just reshot straight away. Khabib can get the takedown from a bad shot. Like, like it. As long Poirier, as he can catch and push you into the cage. Poirier had both underhooks with that second double, and Khabib just went to the single leg, stepped in, took him down straight away, clean. Like he, as long as long as he can touch you, <laughs> as long as he has a hand on you, he can get the takedown. And it is, it is unbelievable that that level of which opens up his whole stand up game because that, that level of threat of the takedown is ridiculous. That it, that is that is that is it is it is remarkable. Now you fought a guy with higher credentials yeah. than him in Romero. Yeah, was Romero comp- comparable to him? Nah, nah. Romero is good, and he's got he's got a, amazing wrestling. But it's it's not. I don't think Romero has the same grappling. You know how we were talking about on another episode that the grappling we we think is a mixture of like strikes with the the jujitsu element and the wrestling element. I think Khabib is the best grappler in the world, hands down. For combat, combat grappler in the world. Yeah. Uh, whereas Romero is a, a, a better wrestler, but not the best grappler. I think I think Jacare was a very good grappler, combat grappler. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think um, Romero's open mat wrestling, though, even in four MMA, is better than Khabib's? 
open mat when he shot the doubles like when you were coming in and he just go boom and shoot yeah uh, it's hard to say because i've never i've never fought for Khabib. but from from perps from my personal um memory there were times when i was fighting romero in that first romero fight where i would i would step into to jab cross i would step in for my blitz i would step in to attack him and he would disappear from my vision <laughs> like he had dropped his level so quickly that like at one moment I'm looking at him and the next he's down near my ankles and I'm sprawling like like it's it's yeah hoping for the best um, and he would just shoot like that. he just shoot like and you've seen him do it in a lot of fights he's, he's he can do long range doubles he can do long range outside singles like his his level I think Romero is, is a is much more an explosive athlete I think he's he's probably a more talented athlete like uh, in terms of like genetics and things like he, he's a freak he's a freak of a guy like and uh yeah he so his open mat wrestling is very good but sorry you know something that i don't think people can understand it's like you're watching the guys but you're watching the guy from side on mm. and you're watching that that happen at a particular frame rate <clears throat> but when when you're standing in front of someone it's like not just that they did it quickly it's like the feel like the dude anticipated you come forward and then he changed levels yeah. And you almost trip over him, you know. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a good wrestler will kind of do that to you. Um, and in terms of power, I suppose with these strikes, I think Romero is probably more dangerous oh, in, in that regard than Khabib. Super dangerous. Like his ex level of explosion and power. Like he he dropped me a couple times in the last fight. He's he's a super heavy puncher. Super super heavy puncher. But uh, but like you know, but that's Khabib's strength is that when he when he gets so much as a hand on you. He just takes you down and he keeps you there. And uh, you know what? You know what I really liked about Khabib's uh, wrestling game against that fight was the way I thought was cool. Was the way he was setting up the the rear naked the entire time, how he how he was punching, grabbing Grab his him. hand yeah. across your face and then pulling it, pulling it across, and then as you turned your head, he'd slide the arm in the other way, and then you'd go back to defend. And then he'd pull it back out. He'd punch you with the left. Then he'd feed the hand on across your face and pull it back across. And he just did that. Extremely over. rude. <laughs> oh, super rude. <laughs> super rude. And he got, he got, he got, um, he got a warning for, for like, keeping his hands away from their eyes because obviously there's no danger there. But, but it was so effective. So, so effective. And it's, I must imagine it must be so annoying. Like it's just so, so effective. And it, he just kept repeating that. And, and his hand control, his grip control, I, I, his grip must be made out of iron because he was, he'd have Poirier pushed up against the fence, one arm deep on the single, controlling the other hand with the left. And Poirier's a big, strong guy. He grapples, does jiu-jitsu. Yeah, He's a black belt. belt. Yeah. yeah, good wrestler. And he would just hold that deep single, hold that deep single, hold that grip. And then the, he did the same thing, uh, the same takedown, like twice. I thought it was so good. He, he lets go of the left. Goes into the single, steps in with the right, sweeps out that the the the, yeah. the supporting foot, and he does it so fast and so quickly. It's so strong, and it it just he did a version of that against McGregor. Yeah, and he just and he did it twice against Poirier that I could that I can remember, and and it it doesn't get you flat on your back, but it it just it gets it's enough for it him to jump life. all over yeah, you. It just fucks your life. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just and that's the, that's the sort of takedown Khabib wants. He wants that dirty scramble where, where you're getting up in an awkward position because you're not used to that position because it's not a takedown that you're used to getting it done on you. And uh, yeah, it was just, I cannot see him getting beaten anytime soon. 
See when um he's getting he's grabbing um Poirier and he's kind of got him from the back and Poirier's hitting the switch. Yeah. And he's hit the switch and Khabib I think was starting to bait him with that because he'd do it and then take his back. Yeah, he'd, he'd just go with it. Go yeah. with it and take his back or just land on And keep on the, the arms locked because in collegiate wrestling where they do that a lot, like you can't link your arms yeah. in collegiate wrestling. But yeah. I, he didn't get the memo. He just said, fuck <laughs> this, I'm yeah. keeping my arms linked. Yeah, <laughs> forever. And yeah, he just he just always end up in the better position. He just, he'd just go over the legs and then get in mount and then start triangling those legs up and getting back to work. And mate, it was, yeah. It was it was it was a it was a great fight to watch. Like, can I, Ferguson do it? I, I don't think anyone can, honestly. I, I don't. I've looked at the division, and there are some killers in there. And like we said before, bar him running into a flying knee at you know sixty miles an hour, I don't see him losing. I don't think anyone because Ferguson's been taken down, and if he can get taken down, Khabib will take him down, and Khabib will keep him down, and it just. Yeah, I just, bar getting clipped, bar getting clipped, which is possible because Poirier did hit him. So Poirier didn't knock him out, but maybe someone will, you know. So there, there is that element, oh, he could could get clipped. I mean, he, he can, can lose. Clipped. I get what you're saying. Like, he can yeah, lose. Like, he's but, not impervious yeah, to... Yeah, but I wouldn't, put you, I wouldn't put my money against him. You know who did put his money against him? Andrew Canatley. Did he? Kaplan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but it was, it was a good bet, you know what? Because I think, like... I think it was like six to one odds at one stage there. And you think like six to one odds. Yeah. Like six to one odds is like, you know, he can knock him out. Like it's not like Dustin Poirier can't fight. Yeah. No, and they're the bets that make betting fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like you throw, they're, yeah, they're the ones that you want to win. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm guilty of doing that all the time, going to the TAB as I'm, as the fights are going on, just picking on the picking all the underdogs, winning through some sheer fluke. I've never seen you win any of those bets. You know what I did when I got a, which was a, a a good payout was when um Bisping beat Rockhold. I bet on Bisping. Oh, did you? Yeah, because he was paying something like thirteen to one or something. Really? Because he because he lost the previous one. Fuck! I would never put thirteen to one. Yeah, really, yeah. was thirteen? How much money yeah, did you uh, bet? To win, cheap, win, to win by knockout. Bucks. To win by knockout. How much you put? Right. Don't lie. Don't be. 30 bucks. <laughs> you didn't put 30. It was 30. No, you didn't. Yeah, because I had I, I put my 100 bucks in and then... You didn't put $100, man. No, nah, because they said, whatever you put in, they'll double. And I got $200. You didn't put in. You didn't put that much. Now, now we're being silly. I, we're telling lies. I, I don't like how someone who owes me $23 million <laughs> has the gall to talk about cheapness across the table. Mate. It was... Or who lost in virtual boxing. And exactly. Comes, exactly. Here comes fucking <laughs> exactly. Rob's saviour. Have you noticed? Have you noticed that like the trending memes and <laughs> have, have, they're starting to shift. They're starting Rob's, to shift. Rob's saviour, David Roberts. comes. No. You know, this isn't the first time I'll tell you a true story and then we'll, we'll, we'll continue to, with fight talk. This isn't the first time that... Uh, David Roberts has left me posted for his little Pacific Island boys. <laughs> what? Oh, John. Yeah, yeah. Here, this, we this is, here we go. Here we go. He knows it's true. Here we go. He knows it's true. This, this guy's... Uh, I spent like a whole afternoon on the phone for him, on the phone to him justifying the, like this, this whole story. There you go. You want to tell it? September 1st, 1995. <laughs> Do you remember the date? Yeah. There's something wrong with you. Date, time? I got the full breakdown. Like, it was oh, fucking crazy. Yeah, something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. September 1st, 1995. John Lakini, if you're watching, 
I have a lot of respect for you. I like you a lot. It's not you that I have a problem with. It's your mate, David Roberts, your, your little pet, David Roberts. <laughs> so, so what happened was John LeKean, he was a big Islander kid. He was a big kid, like normal size for an Islander, meant like the biggest person in our year that was an Islander. And we were playing basketball and somebody tripped him. Yusuf Chueki tripped him. I've kept that forever, Yusuf. <laughs> I never said who tripped him, but it was you, Yusuf Chueki. It was Yusuf Chueki that tripped you. Tripped him accidentally and he turned around angry with crazy four boys. <laughs> those are those yeah. scary eyes. And John, John has hit more people of anyone in our school, <laughs> like a three to one ratio. <laughs> you know? And uh, so fucking, I jump in to, to break it up. He didn't know who hit him. And what does he do? He hits the first person that was there. He hits me. <laughs> Almost took my head off. Right? He f- my head like went this way sideways. And something in my head was like, just hit him. And I remember I hit him like three in a row, flush. Did nothing. Zero to him. And then everyone jumped in and got broken up. He missed. He hit me with the first one and missed a couple. He would have killed me otherwise. First shot he hit me with, fucking CTE for sure. (laughs) For some, I don't know why I didn't fall, how I didn't fall. He was a lot bigger than me. A lot bigger. And um, anyways, after me and him talked, we were good, good mates afterwards. But this guy, who was his mate as well, disappeared. Nobody could find him. Nobody found David. David was gone. Music room. Oh, I had to go to the music room. Whatever the fuck he went. But he was gone. Posted. Years later, he s- sets me up. He goes, I'll oh, come and have coffee with us or dinner or whatever. And when I get there, no, he didn't tell me. There was John sitting there. Oh. True enough, Dave. <laughs> and lucky, but lucky that John was a good guy. And John's like, oh, bro, I just wanted to talk to you about that time that we had that fight the other day. You know, and it was good. We sorted it all out. But... David. It's fucking bullshit. I never knew that he hit you, man. I would have never put you in that situation. That's what he did. That, that's Mate. a true story. That's the names are out there. John, Yusuf, Chueki. That's who you have to, that's who you have to deal <laughs> that's with. That's you got to punch. Do you remember Yusuf? <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that's, that's not the first time. So this is, this is another time where he's gone running to his little Islander mates to... Mate. Oh, no. Robbie, can I get yeah. you something? Oh, fuck <laughs> this. No, uh, seriously. You got to go with the wind, mate. <laughs> you got to go with the wind. All right. <laughs> Barboza and Felder, what'd you think? Mate, that that fight was exactly that that it was like the same fight they had the first time. But um they they looked significantly more yoked. I think that's just age setting in as you start to hit your like your thirties and stuff. And uh and and Felder did a, a better job of moving in and, and, and being aggressive, leading that attack. He I noticed that Felder um threw more calf kicks this fight, trying to slow down his, his legs a little bit, as well his he he did some um, some real clever uh, cross checks when when Barboza was throwing those switch kicks, and I I, I feel that may have caused Barboza to, to to not throw as many, or at least for Felder not to take as many flush. Yeah, yeah as many, and not to slow down. But uh, that was a very close fight. You know, that was a very 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 close fight. Um, I, I'm happy with the, the decision could have gone either way. Personally, I thought Barboza did enough to win. I, I think he won the first round. I think he did enough in the second round to get the win with the takedowns. And, um, and, and then I feel he lost the third. But I'm still happy with the result regardless because I, it, was a, it was a very to-the-wire fight. And I think, yeah, I, th- I think it is what it is. Did you think in the first fight that uh, Barboza hurt him a lot to the body with those kicks? Um, 
I think Baboza in the first fight definitely used his kicking game to slow Felder down. With the kicks to the body, big one kicks to the legs. In that first fight, he threw so many kicks to the legs. Calf, thigh, he threw a lot of kicks. How do you, how do you combat someone that kicks like that? Like that kicks like, like Barboza and he kicks so fast and so hard and he kicks with zero concern about his own legs. Like, yeah, uh, it's, it's scary. It's scary. You know who, you know who used to kick like that that I feel stopped for some reason. Tiago Alves. Yeah, but he he kind of stopped for a, like like um, I think he had other surgeries and stuff mm. that for other reasons. But I remember looking at him before he fought GSP, looking at Tiago Alves and being like, "Man, I don't want to fight that guy." That was welterweight at that time. His legs it looked like he was chopping down trees with them. But um, but yeah, I. You have to honestly. I think you have to work distance well, and you have to obviously do some kickboxing and, and or Muay Thai and, and work your check game. You have to work your check game. You have to work distance and your check game. When people say check, does it <coughs> hurt when you check somebody else's kick? Yeah, definitely. It's bone on bone. <laughs> uh, it definitely hurts. But um, if it hurts, the, you hope it hurts them more. <laughs> you know, and it hurts a lot less than just copping it in the thigh. Copy in the leg, you know. Um, yeah. Do you when you feel the shin to shin? What's that feel like? You know, you know what's funny. You don't really feel it in a fight, but then I think I, no. I've checked fight. I've checked. I was going to say you, you yeah. don't check kicks. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> I check kicks. I'm like, mm. You know what I am? I'm very pro for when it comes to the defense on the kick game. Take it from me, guys. <laughs> if you go in and punch. When they're throwing kicks, and you just do that the entire fight, you can win sometimes. <laughs> well, that was the plan with your right hall. Yeah. Because your right hall, you didn't want to stand at the, in the mid-range, so you kicked no, the shit so, out of you. So, yeah. So, so my, my, my go-to is you stay at range, and then you're getting close. And you stay at range, and you're getting close. And you, you play that sort of cat and mouse game. The problem with that is, like, when you're at range, they can kick you. Like, they can close the distance and kick you. And you are going to get kicked. You are going to get kicked. But, uh, yeah. But I think that's a big thing. Like, you've got to be uh, like a guy like Paul Felder goes in there knowing this guy's going to kick me. Yeah. And you got to – that's a big psychological and, hurdle. And, and you know what? You know what I, I really like – and I saw it in the first time. I seen him fight. Like, this is how he fights. But he throws with, with, like, with everything he has. Like, every punch Paul Felder throws is with bad intentions and with the idea to knock you out. He just throws – and they were landing some good shots on each other. Barboza with that left hook, oof. He was getting that left hook, like the, the shell shell left hook on the on the break, on the clinch, like a lot of times. It was such a it was such a good shot. Such a good punch. I saw um Barboza in the first two rounds he um he really tightened up from that last Geishi fight. He tightened up leaning out with his yeah, head. Yeah. But in the round three, he when he when he was gassed and his hands down, he did it. He did it uh, once, backing out. When you say did it, can yeah. you explain to the audience? So, so in, in the, when Barboza fought Gaethje, he exited the, the strike, so the, the clash, the, the trade. Yeah, that's a better word. He exited the trade with his hands down, chin up, and Gaethje caught him with that looping hook and knocked him out. And I saw in this fight, Barboza was not... Uh, he was very conscious of the fact. Like he, that's why he was always like shell, 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 left hook. He back out, hands up, almost like almost all the time, 
or he wouldn't back out and Felder would back out. Like he'd be ready for the, to sit there and, and trade. Uh, except for when he got tired in the third. And I, I think he only did it once to his credit. And granted, he was tired and there's a fight and all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, he, he, he backed out, hands down, chin up. And I, it's just, it was like a, just a moment. And I, I, I only picked it up because I, like, I remember him getting clipped like that last time. You know? But yeah, he 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 certainly tightened it up. He, I think he tightened up a lot of his game from the Gaethje fight. What's next for Felder there? Well, Felder, so he 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 would have to move to what seven or six with that with that win. The Barbo is seven, so he'd have to move to seven. So um, there's a lot of good fighters in Welterweight, yeah, man. Yeah, that's a that's a great fight. We'll have to. You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see Felder recover and fight the winner of Hooker and and Al Quinta. Oh. That'd be a good fight. Yeah, because that, that's the sort of fight Felder would want to move into that top five category. And I'm sure either one of those guys would want to fight a name or have to fight a name to, to, to play the role of gatekeeper for, for the first time in, in, that, in that fifth. Unless, it's, unless our kin, uh, Akinta wins. And then he, like he's pushing for a title shot. If Hooker wins, he may have to play gatekeeper, may push for a title shot. We'll have to wait and see. That's a, that's a, that's a great fight. They're fighting on the same card I am. I'm, I'm really pumped for that fight. Can't wait to see Hooker get in. Big fan of Hooker's. Great guy. Always, always behind him when it, when when he takes a, takes the stage. I think you'll beat Alo Quinta, and I'm a huge Alo Quinta fan. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm not. I don't a, see a lot of guys at that world to like that. I mean, the world's weight at lightweight. He's not world's weight. No, he's lightweight. Alo Quinta's lightweight. The Barbosas. They they're, they're light. They're lightweight. The lightweights. Oh, I thought they were. Sorry, yeah. my bad. Um. No, they're all lightweights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, felt is huge. <laughs> I remember sitting there looking at it, screen. I go, Sophia, so she was watching me. I go, how heavy do you think he is? She goes, oh, he'd have to be a welterweight. I was like, yeah, that's about right. Felt <laughs> is massive, man. He's a big dude. He's massive. He's massive. Wow. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, as you were saying, please. Like, uh, yeah, Daniel Hooker's skill set, I can't. I think it's a great skill set for the guys that are in the division. I think it's a great skill set to, to take him to the top, to that top caliber. Daniel, He's got really good grappling, good striking. Good grappling, uh, great striking, great timing, great instincts, great distance. Great and I like him more now that he's at, not at featherweight. Remember Tom was cutting weight when we were in the... Yeah. I don't know what fight it was. Might have been Brunson. Uh, yeah. Brunson or Uriah Hall. He was cutting to featherweight in the sauna with us. And yeah. he looked like he was going to die. Yeah. That was, that was, I was looking at him. Yeah, he was suffering bad for that one. I don't want to be an accessory. He was suffering bad for that one. I don't know how, and he's a big guy, dude, when you see him getting to lightweight. he's tall. Yeah, he's He's taller than me. He's very tall. And he gets down to even a featherweight. I mean, to lightweight, he's still big. But I don't know how he got to featherweight. Mm. That was, that was insane. That was crazy. Um, Cerrone versus Gagey. Um, that fight's coming up this weekend. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm going to lean... T- that's a tricky fight. I'm going to lean towards Gaethje. I'm going to lean towards Gaethje. Like, I think, I think Cerrone can beat him with a stand-up and, and hurt him at a distance and keep him at a distance. But Gaethje's tough. Gaethje can walk him down and can apply that pressure. And, and, and he's, he's, he's a big puncher as well. He's a big puncher. He's got great wrestling too. I don't know why he doesn't use it more. Um, but he, uh, I, I think he can walk him down, tire him out, because... Cerrone has been slowed people, down. When people have pressured him, yeah. he hasn't been the best. He's been slowed down 
and flustered, I'll say flustered, when he's been put under pressure like that. You've seen that in a lot of his fights. Every time he's been he's been pressured a lot, um, he, he's been flustered. You know, he hasn't been able to capitalise on, on that mid-range kickboxing that he does so well. So uh, I think Gaethje can, can definitely take him, can walk him down, hurt him, pressure him, and, 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 and get a win that way. Yourself? No, I think I think Gagey will do it. I, I think he'll do it. Not because I don't think Cerrone's good. I just think because Gagey's smart. He's got good good people behind him. His coaches are smart, and they know. And and Cerrone's smart too. And he's got good people around him. But I just see like guys with good boxing and good wrestling have have not been kind to him. You know yeah, what I mean? Huge cut and huge gas tanks. Yeah, like the guys that can just come forward yeah. and that. The only thing I don't like with Gage is he gets hit a bit. He gets hit and then to hit you back, you know what I mean? Mm. And, you know, Cerrone's got good striking for that, you know what I mean? So I, I don't know. Mm. I don't know as far as that's concerned. But if I had to pick, I'd say Gagey. Yeah. And I, I, I like Cerrone a lot. I feel Gagey uh, did a lot better in that last fight of his. Like he, I feel like he, he really tidied up his striking a little bit better. He looked tidier. He looked yeah, better. He, he looked much tidier. He looked less like, come on and hit me so I can hit you. And more like, okay, let's fight. Yeah, in my opinion. Do you ever get caught up in that, Rob, when, you, when you're trading with someone that you, like with you, you at now you're at your stage where somebody hits you and you, you, you just want to trade? No, never. I've never. And I've never really been like that. Uh, it, since I can remember sparring, like... Uh, when I start to spar, when I when I spar and when I go into the ocean, I go cold. I, I just I don't feel anything. Like I, I don't know. It's just something happens. I just I'm just that's the word. I'm just there. I'm just doing a job. Trying to beat you. That's it. Mm. Do you see um do you see Gaji using his wrestling in this fight? Do you think that it will see that? I would I want to. I hope so. Because <laughs> he's got a higher level. He's wrestling. got higher wrestling. I, I hope so. I want to see it because I think I think if Gagey like starts incorporating his wrestling, he he can like go the whole way. He he's a great fighter. I just uh, yeah. I, I guess we just got to see what 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 he wants to do. All right. There's another fight on that card. I mean, we could talk all night, but there's another fight on that card. Um, Sirkinov and um, sorry if I said your name wrong. Don't. Silken off. <laughs> Don't rip my head off if you see me. Versus um, Jimmy Crute. Yes. Who trained with us for a little bit. Yep. How do you see it? Did you train with Sirkinov when you were at TriStar? Not that I can remember. Not that I can remember. He I may, think Blake did, another kid that trained with he, us. He may have been there, but I'm, I'm not sure. Not that I can remember. Uh, yeah, I. Sirkinov is, is. You look at his resume, you look at the guys he's fought, he's, he's experienced and he's fought a lot of killers. He's fought a lot of killers, and um, but in saying that, like he's he's a very experienced fighter, you, you can see that in his resume. But in saying that, in his last four fights, he's been knocked out three times. That amount of head trauma is real. That amount of head trauma, especially in what were the dates for it? It was like since <coughs> since two thousand seventeen, he's been knocked out in a fight. Three times. Yeah. So inspiring, he would have taken damage too. Yeah, there's, there's headshots, you know, all, all um, outside of the fights as well. So, so to, to to be knocked out three times that's recorded within two years, you know, and and Jimmy Crute hits hard. You don't know how he's how those those head head how that head trauma is going to affect him. 
with Jimmy Crute's sort of level of power. But he's saying that... Does Jimmy Crute hit hard compared to other light heavies that you've moved with? Jimmy Crute hits so hard. And we, we had him here. Everyone saw the size, size, size. Yeah. size of his dwarf hands. <laughs> size of his paws. Yeah, they, they, they're like this. And, mate, it's just... Size matters. <laughs> they're huge. And you can feel it. Sirkonov, um, he's very good on the ground, though. He's very, very he good. Is, he is. Jimmy's good on the ground, too. Surprisingly so. Well, not, not why surprisingly? surprisingly? Not why? Why? <laughs> he's a big guy. <laughs> I don't know why I said surprisingly so. He's, he won uh, his last fight with a with submission. I, I don't know. I don't know why I said surprisingly so. Jimmy, if you're watching this, I apologize. He's not watching. No one's watching this. He's probably those guys that comment horrible there's, comments. There's about the us. one dislike. He's like, yeah. fuck, like you. fuck you, you piece of shit, Rob. I you know you. the other thing I like. Um, Sam Greco, who's Jimmy's coach, is mm. like a legend in kickboxing circles and that. And he's smart, man. When you talk to him about, like, I'm sure, game. I'm sure, Serkinov's coaches are smart too. I'm not, I'm not saying they're not, but um, I think there's a lot of um, emphasis and. Uh, there's a, the, 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 he works a lot with Sam Greco, like a lot, a lot, one-on-one, you know, a lot of that. And I think that that's very present in Jimmy's game, is that, that, that yeah. style of kickboxing. And, and he does... Jimmy can stick to a game plan and he can fo- follow instructions and, and, and work like that. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a hard fight, but I, I'm going to... I have to go for Jimmy. Like, he's, he's one of the Aussie boys and he's a friend of ours. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for Jimmy. But I think it's got to be a hard fight. Masvidal versus Diaz. Oh, mate. What do you think? Not even about that, because it's a while still till that fight, but what do you think about that fight getting made? What do you think about all I think that? It, I, think it's, uh, I think it's great. I think they're both... It makes sense, because they're both in that, that, that upper echelon of, of the bracket now. Uh, what's Masvidal now? I don't know, four or five? Yeah, and Masvidal... Three, would, two, one, I don't know. Masvidal, He's right up there. He's, yeah, and... and Diaz would be the same after beating Pettis and Pettis having beat Wonderboy. So they're, they're both up there. Both up there in that upper echelon. Like they're fighting for title contention. Uh, contention. So it's a, it's a fight that is smart. It's a fight that's going to make a ton of money. It's going to make a ton of money. And it makes sense. I think it's going to be a great fight. And I think stylistically it's a great fight. I think added personalities is going to sell that fight. I think they're both great personalities. And, uh, but you know the thing with them, they're both like very genuine in their personalities. Yeah. Yeah, like they're not cringeworthy when you watch. No, uh, shut up. No, they they as Diaz said, they're real gangsters. <laughs> when they talk, man, like it's it's real. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like they they they're not coming across as like fake or no. cringy. So I I like that a lot. I'm I'm glad that fight. Who do you got in that fight? You know, I I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards Nate. One, I'm a huge it's Nate five fan. rounds. Yeah. Oh well, no, we were talking about that earlier. I think we think it's a five round fight because it may not be. So, but in a five-round fight, I think Nate can just can just pressure him, not go away. You know, since Nate fought McGregor the second time and the way he fought Pettis, I thought he sh- like he looked better. I feel like he he's he's gotten better, honestly, in in the layoff in in, in his fight. The, and bigger, he's gotten. He looks like he should mm, be a world. He's much more comfortable at that weight. You know, and on the back of that Pettis fight, I think he's gonna he's gonna work. Uh, the kinks that was in that fight with his cardio. How hard is it to go from one division to the next? Um, it's not hard to do. You just go up. <laughs> but to do it successfully, it's very hard. Because when, when, I, like, when I went up to middleweight, I wasn't a middleweight for a long time. I was a fat welterweight for the first two, three fights, four fights. 
you know, because I, when I'm first, when I initially moved up to the middleweight, I was like, oh, I can just eat whatever I want. And that's it. <laughs> like, it's just all gold from here. So I just, I just ate heaps, got really fat, fought Clinton Hester, really fat. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, is, uh, but we, we adjust, you slowly get bigger, your muscles get denser, you start building that, that, welterweight, that middleweight size, that new division size, and it takes a few years to do that, you can't rush that. And what about your cardio? And that's another thing, because your, your cardio has got to adapt to your new body shape, your new body size, and, and, and all that, there's, there's big differences. And I think Nate was working that out with, with Pettis, is that the, the size difference, and he, you could see the kinks in, in Nate, like you should see him get tired, and he, does, he never gets tired. So you could see him get tired. So I, I, I think seeing Nate come up against Masvidal, you're going to see um, like a better Nate than we saw against Pettis. And that was a, that was a good Nate Diaz. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to that fight. Dave, yeah. do you have a, a horse in that race? No bloody idea, man. <laughs> no idea? No idea. All right. I guess we go then to Mortal Kombat. Rob just left. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get a couple of rounds up before he comes back um, uh, so I was going to ask you as well David stuff with the do you, do you know anything about that's going on with any of the courses anything's coming up yep there should be um, a program commencing in Wednesday uh, September um, yeah there's probably still a couple of applications if people want to for the of, GAP program for the GAP program if they want to email th through who should um, they email? Uh, pretty much just go to the Grange TV or um, the Gap Facebook page. All the all the enrollment form details are there. Um, yeah, so we should be kicking off a, a full Cert 3, Cert 4. Um, yeah, in sort of later on in the month. Oh, awesome. That's yep, really um, good news. Yeah, just with that too, uh, for Grange TV, we've got um, small clippets being re released 7am um, uh, every morning for the next probably, what, Forever. 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 Every so morning at 7 a.m. we 7 release a small clip of um, any of the past episodes that we've done. So they probably, I think, Wednesdays we don't. I don't think, hey, Wednesdays we don't? No, I think we're doing Wednesdays as well. Okay. Well, every morning, every we, morning. We, we're releasing at 7 a.m. a clip from Grange TV from you know past episodes. At the moment, we're just going to be doing a lot of the, the episodes that have gone by. Just five or ten minute clips of stuff. So, uh, yeah. All right. Are you willing to do this? Yeah. So, so guys, just, just for, for reference, this is me getting a second title because I have the Mortal Kombat 1 title and this is now Mortal Kombat 2. So this will be my second title. So I will be the Mortal Kombat Rob, champ champ. Don't antagonize me, mate. Oh, there's things I know. Hey, Dave, how about Fab practicing the, hey, whole, hey, the whole time before we got started? Yeah, there was a lot of effort going in. A lot of effort going in. A lot of I know stuff in. about you, Rob. <laughs> let's, let's go, mate. Let's do, you go. Want, do you want to air each other's dirty laundry out? <laughs> do you want to talk about hey. your favorite part of the buffalo? What's going on with you? Press start. Oh, look who ignores it. Press start. Leave the buffalo out of this. Please, guys, in the comments section, ask Rob to tell the buffalo story. Uh, the buffalo story, was, I'm not going to go, you know it. Ask for the buffalo story, people. I was, I, was, I was very tired. I was very, very tired. And ask for the buffalo story. Buffalo chicken wings don't contain any buffalo. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't. I was talking. I, I don't want to be her. Fight. I don't want to be her.
That was so oh. bad. That was so bad. <laughs> you didn't tell the buffalo story. You gotta tell the buffalo that story. That was so good. <laughs> I changed the shit out of you. That's so bad. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that was so good. Oh, you went back to Sub Zero. I went back. I thought school. I thought Reptile was your favorite. Jeez. Not anymore. This is neck and neck. Oh no! Oh no! Oh! Oh, you bastard! <laughs> I froze myself. Oh my god! Ah, sugar. Oh. So much damage. Oh, fuck off. Oh. Outstanding. Yes! 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 Uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Don't cry. Okay, Thank you guys. I'll see you all next week. One apiece. We'll leave it with one apiece. Nah. Have a go. That was a proper match. One apiece. That was a no, you said you didn't want to be I here. I flogged you the first one. You said you didn't want to be you here. You still fought me. I didn't fight you. I didn't, I didn't hit you hard. The footage is out I there. I didn't hit you hard. The truth Thank is you guys. You. Thank you very much. Thanks, people. And I'll see you next week. See you later, guys. We fucking did it. Oh.